That's what entrepreneurs does. You build this character around yourself, right? And everybody talks about founder branding, etc. I was the founder of Ask Cody. That was my identity. I couldn't be anything else. And all of a sudden, I looked into the mirror and I just saw this guy that I couldn't recognize. I didn't know who that guy was. And I really wanted to be an entrepreneur because I fought so hard to make that, that my character and my identity, right? So my coping mechanism was to really escape from being a cancer patient. I, I couldn't... Um, couldn't connect with being a cancer patient. I, I didn't want to go to you know sessions with other cancer patients to talk with them. I, I couldn't identify as that. Hey everyone, welcome back to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaStock, the conference that helps SaaS companies get traction, growth, and scale. I'm your host Alex Thuma, and I'll be looking at what it really takes to build and grow a SaaS company today, and how founders and entrepreneurs stay healthy on the journey. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, Alex here. My final words of encouragement for those of you who haven't yet got your SaaS.USA tickets yet. Let's get you SaaS Revolution Show listeners to come to SaaS.USA in Austin. It's time to get moving. We're 95% sold out, steadily inching towards being completely sold out. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a completely sold out first event. So if you're a SaaS founder, an investor, and a SaaS exec, you are looking to network with uh, some of the best and brightest in SaaS. You want to grow your SaaS. You want to meet with VCs. You want to meet with founders. You want to have a good time in Austin at a SaaS conference, but not only any SaaS conference. This is SaaS.USA. If you've heard about our SaaS conferences and our, our particular SaaS conference in Dublin, which is the best in the world in our opinion, uh, but also in many thousands of others' opinions, we're bringing that to Austin. It's not going to be one to miss our inaugural SaaS.USA event. Use code SASREV, S-A-A-S-R-E-V to get 30% off the remaining few tickets. All right, welcome to the SaaS Revolution show. I'm your host once again, Alex Thuma, CEO, founder of SaaStock. Delighted to be joined uh, today by my guest, who is in Denmark, is that right? Yeah, in Denmark. Uh, uh, Alan Merck. Welcome, Alan. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And uh, I mean, you pronounced my name superb. So, I mean, welcome to Denmark. Well, good, good, good. Uh, I'll get it. Honorary citizenship. And uh, Alan, you're the, the founder and CEO of uh, Ask Cody. Uh, what does Ask Cody do quickly? Ask Cody is the meeting management platform that allows uh, organizations like professional service companies, financial service companies, and large corporate offices to manage meetings smarter, easier than they do regularly. We build on top of Microsoft, uh, Productivity Suite, Microsoft 365, Outlook, etc., and help these organizations to book and schedule meetings, manage services, and welcome visitors in one simple intuitive flow. Very cool, very cool. All right, well, we're going to find out a little bit more about who you are and, and then you know we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, sort of life experience that you've had uh, uh, as well. Uh, you, you've got a great uh, story there and I'm glad that you're sharing it with the, with the SaaStock community, so I appreciate that. Let's start off just with you. Um, you know, who, is, uh, who is Alan Merck? That is a great question. I'm a, I'm a Dane. I'm from, uh, from Denmark. I'm uh, 36 years old. Um, have two wonderful kids and uh, and uh, 10, 12, 13 years ago, uh, I came up with this idea that the uh, the workplace was being extremely dysfunctional, uh, especially in terms of navigating the workplace and, and, and finding a way around it. And uh, I had this idea that, you know, with the GPS outside and traffic, there uh, 
there must be uh, th- there should be an equivalent to uh, to help people navigate indoors. Uh, so uh, I started as Cody, and uh, and we started out as a as a digital wayfinding company, uh, and then uh, then later on pivoted into uh, into meeting management. Uh, I'm a uh, I'm a uh, I'm a cancer survivor because that's also part of my story. Uh, I love sports. Uh, I like uh, I like uh, cycling, running. Uh, I, I uh, love watching my my football team, my ice hockey team, my handball team. Uh, I played a ton of badminton for 20 years, uh, both uh, myself play, but also coached in badminton on a, on a really high level. Um, I'm a little bit of everything, I think. Uh, were you? Am I right uh, in that you were a professional badminton player? Uh, is is there such a thing? Uh... Yeah, yeah, there there is. I I mean, I was uh, I was uh, I was best at being second best. So uh, I mean, I played. Uh, I I spent my entire childhood and youth uh, playing uh, badminton at, at the highest level in 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 Denmark. Uh, always at the sub top. Uh, I was always bet, better at practice than in a, than in a, than 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 a match. Um, my um, and and being. 21, 22 or so, uh, I decided to to uh, to slow down on 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 you know pushing for a, a, a career there and uh, and and just uh, play more for fun and then uh, then spend more time at the university and yeah all of a sudden ended up building a a, a company. Well, let's talk about build, uh, a little bit about building the company. You touched on it a little bit on your your intro, but what is the founding story of Ask Cody? So I was the one at university who was always at the wrong place at the wrong time, uh, in the wrong room, at the wrong, wrong class, uh, because the campus in uh, Olbor at the university where I went was uh, super big and complex, like all of the universities. Um, my, uh, my parents have sp- spent uh, 20 years on building a, a, a classic wayfinding uh, company with uh, signage and wayfinding, etc. So I have a lot of already domain knowledge and expertise in the area of helping People navigate indoors, designing uh, navigation systems, but from classical uh, physical signage and information systems. And uh, one day at campus, I just thought there must be an easier way to help me be at, at class on time. Uh, so uh, with my with my iPhone in hand, which just came out at that that time, I thought there must be uh, there must be some application for this, and uh, and there wasn't. So uh, I, I I went and built one. Uh, extreme simple maps, but that that bridged the gap from the uh, the classic uh, welcome signage at the entrance of a, of a building and helping me navigate to the room where I needed to be. And in, in that phase, learned that or, or had the idea that instead of having very, like say classical um, classic wayfinding to a location, if you could make wayfinding event based or event driven, instead you will be able to create another way to use and leverage your workplace or, or your buildings. And, um, and that's how I asked Cody became, became a thing and, and came alive. Um, so being a, a solo founder, a 23 year old college grad on my seventh semester, uh, all of a sudden I was, a, I was the founder of a company. Uh, luckily found some great advisors and got help from my, uh, from my family, uh, my parents and, um, and spent two years on refining a prototype or or a POC or, or whatever that, that should be called at that uh, that time, and uh, and ending up launching the the wayfinding application in August 2012. Um, somehow, and I still can't really understand it today. Uh, Copenhagen Business School found me, and wanted to uh, to uh, to have Ascody for 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 their campus at the at start at September 1st in 2012. So. Um, 
So t- two weeks in, we got our first uh, paying customer, and uh, and we got a hundred thousand users in the first week that used our wayfinding platform to uh, to navigate Canvas in Copenhagen, uh, and. And uh, you know, then then it was a the thing. Then then I, then 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 I had to continue because there was a company with, there was a paying customer and uh, and there was a, and there was a product. So so that's uh, that's how it all started. Uh, after that, spending uh, five years on trying to make digital wayfinding scale, uh, bootstrapping all the way. Um, it was it was tough and hard and uh, and challenging. Um, as I used to say, don't go into digital wayfinding. Uh, there is a reason for that. There's not really a like large scale standard for, for that. It's because it's super complex and hard to solve with a ton of challenges. And everybody everyone expects expects like blue dot navigation indoors, down to uh, a centimeters of accuracy, which is really hard and really expensive to make. Um, we. Uh, we learned a lot and we had like a hundred great customers in Europe and, and US, but it was really hard to really make it scale. So we took a step back and started to explore with all the knowledge and expertise that we built and, and, and all the especially like insights we got into how the workplace operates. What else could we do with this? And, uh, and we looked at the market and we saw that there were some different megatrends that we wanted to bet on uh, once uh, or, or first and, 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 and foremost. Really enterprise cloud took off like in 15, 16, um, really driven and accelerated by Microsoft 365 in, in the enterprise cloud segment. Uh, second, the workspace was undergoing enormous change. I mean, COVID accelerated that, but but these uh, these trends was was already going on prior to COVID, in terms of having the activity based workplace or the hybrid workplace or the much more dynamic workplace, with much more room for collaboration and and and, and a much more diverse inclusive space that that wasn't one size fits all. And the third was that that customers continuously asked us asked us if you help. You know, guests coming to our building navigate to the right room. Could you take a step back and help us then uh, schedule the meeting in the first place? And then we looked into the entire meeting scheduling space, uh, space reservation, room booking, etc., and saw that really there was only a handful of competitors in that space that has been there for like forever and, and defined the space, but also had some really old tech that that wasn't cloud ready. So with these three trends in mind, we decided to pivot and uh, and pivoted from digital wayfinding into meeting room booking, meeting management. And uh, and rebuild and relaunch the entire company in, uh, in yeah, January first, uh, twenty seventeen, and then then spend all the learnings uh, for the first uh, six seven years um, building a bootstrap startup to really doing it all again. Went out and raised some uh, some seed capital to help us like accelerate and bring the product to market, and then uh, and then it took off yeah January first, uh, twenty seventeen. Very cool. Um, Lots of questions there. I guess can you share some like data uh, on the company? So um, you, you know, in terms of where you are now, like how many people, how much did you raise? What's your revenue? You know, some key KPIs. Absolutely. So we are uh, close to to cross the five million dollars AR bar, um, growing at a at a right now steady pace between fifteen and twenty five percent. We are thirty people. Um, uh, most in Denmark, where we have uh, product engineering uh, and sales, marketing, go-to-market people, customer success, and in Boston, uh, where we have our, our U.S. headquarters, um, we um, we've raised four point three million dollars in uh, in venture funding with a Danish um, VC uh, firm uh, called Promentum Equity Partners. Great people, and uh, and three point seven million dollars in depth funding with the uh, Danish Growth Fund. 
which we have an excellent uh, collaboration with as well. So all in all, $8 million in, in funding. Uh, right now, uh, EBITDA positive and, 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 and overall uh, um, balancing on profitability. Uh, we, uh, we, in COVID, we, uh, we went from a growth at all cost modus into, uh, into uh, a path to profitability and, uh, and, uh, and um, reached that, that level uh, going into to this year. So expect to 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 have a positive result going out of uh, of this year and are completely in control of our own destiny. Uh, just a quick question: What after bootstrapping for many years, like why did you decide to to raise venture capital in the end? To accelerate uh, time to market in terms of 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 you know being able to build the right product to bring that to market and and launch it in uh, at a state where we believe it should be to to really take up competition and to to to. Uh, yeah, to do it right or as right as you can with the competencies and expertise you have, et cetera. But but to accelerate both like being feature complete, at least in the in the first product we wanted to launch. Uh, and everyone says, yeah, we have to, you know, MVP and and, and, and all that stuff. But but have a, a solid enough product to go after the type of market we want, because, you know, uh, being in being in in an enterprise game, there are just uh, certain expectations around compliance and security, and of course a feature set, etc. So so for us, we just didn't. I mean, it wasn't enough just to bring a a simple a tool to the market. We we wanted to create a platform, but but also had to start with enough features to to be uh, be relevant. Uh, so so that was the one reason, and secondly, also to at the same time then accelerate a, a go to market motion. Um, and 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 thirdly, we wanted to be global from day one. And going to US is just super expensive for a, for a European uh, green company. Uh, you learn a lot about how expensive it is, um, recruiting and hiring and, and onboarding and just finding an office, uh, etc. Um, but we wanted to be global from 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 the very get go, uh, and one is established foothold in the, in, in the US from from day one. So to ensure that we had the 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 uh, the capabilities to do so, we 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 decided to raise. What are three of the uh, the biggest lessons that you've learned so far from scaling the business to you know roughly five million ARR? Uh, it's an excellent question. Uh, hopefully, I can um, I can boil it down to three. Uh, I think not prioritized, but number one, really remember to look out the window and and ensure that the entire organization also looks out of the window. And with that, I mean focus on market, focus on competition, and most importantly, focus on your customer. I, I and we learned the hard way that, you know, scaling, you end up focusing a lot about processes and bureaucracies and you know, a lot of internal things because you believe that's <coughs> that's also a way to scale, to build like a scalable foundation and scalable organization. You have to define playbooks and processes, etc. <coughs> but I just experienced that. If you're not really eager and pushing for, please look out the window. Who are you doing this for? I mean, really ask yourself the question, are the customer going to to get more value out of this, you end up focused on yourself rather than the customer. So really remember to look out the window and face the world and not just uh, here face yourself. So that's number one. <coughs> Sorry, I think number two, find your own way of scaling, uh, not applying everyone else's playbook and everyone else's way of scaling. There's so much good content out there and there's so much helpful content and so many uh, do's and, and don'ts and 10, 10 tips to scale faster, etc. But I think it's important that you really focus on your own business first, your own challenges, and <coughs> and take, you know, one step at a time towards the next goal, because everyone wants to grow and scale so fast. But but not all strategies or tactics or playbooks can be applied to your business, and I think 
you have to learn there's no there's no quick fix there's no pill for you to take just to cure it all uh there's only hard work stick to the plan one step at a time um it's so easy to get distracted and pulled in so many different directions that you get lost and number three no one knows tomorrow um i i learned that the hard way i mean everyone has a plan until they got punched in the face uh I really learned the hard way that it's not about the plan you have or start. It's 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 when you get punched in the face. What do you do then? I mean, how do you then face the challenge? How do you then? I mean, take the first next step. Well, th- thanks for sharing those. And we'll, I think it's a great segue into probably. I mean, as an entrepreneur, <clears throat> and many entrepreneurs get punched in the face a lot, right? But uh, you you had one big uh, punch in the face where you mentioned you know you're a cancer survivor, and this happened obviously whilst you're building Ask Cody, and I think, in fact, you, you, you know, uh, just as you, you were kind of raising capital or, or had successfully raised, you'll uh, tell it uh, better than I. Um, so, yeah, just, uh, and I remember, actually, when we we first spoke, because um, I, I'm delighted that you're now, you know, part of the SASOT founder membership, uh, and we had that kind of initial uh, call and conversation. You told your story, uh, and I thought, wow, what a remarkable story, remarkable entrepreneur, and, uh, you, you know, glad that we've been able to now uh, share this with the uh, the, the SaaS doc and uh, SaaS revolution uh, community. So, yeah, why, why, why don't you take it from here and just tell us a little bit about like what happened and uh, you know finding out uh, uh, that you had cancer. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy story. I mean, someone once said that uh, there's a lot uh, there's enough meat on the bone there to create like a whole new season of Silicon Valley on HBO because it's so crazy that you can't make. I mean, you can't make it up. We, uh, in 2019, I mean, we, as I mentioned, we, we launched as Cody, uh, like, or relaunched as Cody in 2017 as a meeting management platform and, and things took up fast. We, we were in a great trajectory, doubling, 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 scaling, growing the organization, growing a number of customers. We really had find a, both a, a great product and had a great product market fit and also really had found a way to, to, uh, onboard and, and, and get new customers in a really, uh, scalable and predictable way, like you know, it, it was textbook. I mean, what everyone reads in in, in the manuals and in in the playbooks in SaaS really found a model that that worked and and really consistently hit our revenue targets. So so to to continuously fuel that, we we wanted to go out and raise that yeah, that that big round to really help us scale. So in spring 2019, we uh, yeah we uh, we 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 initiated a, a fundraiser and, and went to market and talked with a lot of VCs. Met a lot of great people out there, and 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 different opportunities and possibilities started to to uh, to arise. And in uh, in in July and August, we were down to a handful of partners that that wanted to 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 support us in this uh, this this journey and wanted to back us. And we received different term sheets. And finally, in in August, we uh, we signed the uh, the term sheets uh, with a with a large U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, VC uh, that that could really help us like scale and, and take it to uh, to uh, to the next step, not just with pure cash or money, but also with competencies and experience, especially around scaling in the U.S. We uh, we signed the term sheets on August 23, uh, 2019 on a Friday. Uh, I spent uh, a couple of weeks in, in the U.S. both and, and this fundraiser being with the U.S. team, but also uh, being at a, at, a, at a large expo in, in Orlando. So, I mean, it was just crazy times, you know, going in and out of the booth, going to the hotel room to have conversations with VCs and talk back with my investors in Denmark, etc. But, you know, things um, things came out just I mean, as you uh, as you dream of. I mean, that was time of my life. No sleep, a lot of coffee, but but a lot of fun and 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 super exciting. 
we, uh, my brother and I, my brother is the co-founder of the company, signed the uh, the term sheets on on a Friday. Uh, I came home to, to to Denmark that weekend, and I kind of had like a feeling that you know there there's there's just something wrong, and I couldn't I couldn't figure out what it is, but I just knew you know inside that there was something I had to go talk to a doctor about. I had something in my throat, but I thought you know air condition traveling uh, jet lag. I mean now is a good time to 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 get a flu right um i I told my wife that weekend that um you know i I think i should go see a doctor and then luckily my my son who was two at that time he uh he had to go to the doctor on a monday to get his uh his uh, vaccine Uh, and my my wife is super smart so she called the doctor and and made an appointment at eight o'clock so she knew that she could uh she could uh, she could get me to uh, to be there as well at at eight because i mean otherwise i was just found excuses for not being there because i was super busy at at the company and my son get his vaccination and then i asked the doctor could you please look at my throat because i mean give me something to cure this i'm super busy right now five minutes later she literally just just pushed the big red button and said i'm pretty sure you have cancer because she could definitely feel something in my throat that shouldn't be there. Uh, fast forward a couple of hours, going through um, going through um, uh, blood tests and uh, and examinations and a ton of different stuff. Um, the doctors were pretty clear about I should start to prepare myself on being a, a cancer patient, and I was like, yeah, no way. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, I'm a superhero. Of course, I'm not a, a cancer patient. What what is this? And a couple of days later, when when like test results started to uh, to roll in, um, it was pretty clear that uh, that that this was bad. So I was signed up for an uh, operation already on Friday of that week, and uh, and got a big tumor removed at my throat. That's also why I have this big scar. And uh, and a week later, after going through my my scans uh, and everything, they uh, they they get the final uh, report or the final. Uh, 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 Test results that I had cancer in uh, in stage four, meaning that that's the f- like the final step uh, b- before uh, before the end of it. I had like uh, eight eight tumors in my throat. I had four tumors in my my lungs and my chest. One on the back of my heart, the size of a tennis ball. Uh, the one that got removed here had the size of a golf ball, and my entire pelvis, uh, my bones were 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 also um, infected. So I had cancer anywhere, uh, everywhere in my body. And uh, and the doctor looked at me and said, "Best guess, you might have two weeks left. <laughs> really, we don't know what to do." And um, I said, "The doctor, that's uh, th- I mean, that's unfair. I mean, that's that's uh, that's the wrong odds. What do we do here?" And luckily, the uh, the, the chief doctor at the hospital said, uh, "No one dies at my watch. So if you're willing to invest, I want to invest. But you have to." Uh, you have to be willing to pay with the life because uh, there might be a chance that I'm going to kill you with the treatment. So you have to be willing to uh, to pay the highest price. Otherwise, there's nothing we can do. So I looked at my wife and uh, we pretty fast agreed that that was a price that we were uh, we were willing to pay. And then uh, and then uh, and then I went into uh, to treatment. I mean, it's uh, yeah, like uh, uh, so. I, I've heard it before, but you know, hearing it again and, and just in terms of like you know. Being told two weeks to live, you, you know, or having all the tumors in your body, uh, can't imagine, um, you know. And I'm sure actually there's probably some cancer survivors listening to this that could probably relate. But I think most of us can't relate. Um, I, uh, I guess, kind of picking from it, the, that initial reaction as an entrepreneur, and you know, entrepreneurs kind of 
probably innately think we're invincible and to kind of hear such news that actually, no, you're not invincible, right? And, um, you, you know, that, that, that's got to be a shock. So you were, told, <clears throat> you were told you had two weeks to live. You had this doctor, sounds like an amazing doctor, um, gave you this, uh, this, this, this option and, and uh, you, you took it. Uh, how long, uh, obviously, you've re recovered. Um, how long was the recovery period? Um, and then let's get into some practicalities. And, and then if I'm also right, I can't, I, actually, I don't remember, feel free to correct me. Was there a, like uh, a remission, if that's the correct terminology, you know, at some point? Did you, did it come back uh, at some point? No, I, I mean, uh, and of course, there's a lot, a lot of follow-up stories here. Um, first and foremost, let's circle back to the term sheets we signed to, <laughs> to, to have that one covered. Because uh, what the hell do you do when you just signed a $10 million A-round investment in your company and three days later, later get diagnosed with cancer? I mean, no one can, can make that story up. I mean, or that, that, that's just too wild. Of course, that doesn't happen. Um, we, um, we had a board meeting. Uh, at, uh, uh, I mean, uh, on Monday, I, I went to the doctor. On Tuesday, we had a board meeting. I get the uh, I got like the the final result that that it was cancer. Uh, Thirty minutes uh, prior to that board meeting, so I started out by you know raising my hand at the board meeting, say I have something to announce, and I just said it as as it was. And I mean, people were shocked. I mean, what is this a bad joke? I mean, what is this? P people didn't know how to re react, of course. But I was like. It is what it is. Uh, let's figure out what to do with this. I mean, okay, new challenge. What do we do? And of course, we uh, we we agreed on that that we needed to to tell the investor. I mean, being completely transparent and honest about this. So we we called them right away and say, okay, we we were going into due diligence. I have something to share first uh, prior to going through the the checklist here. Um, I've got cancer, and I was like, no way. Is that is that a bad joke? I mean. Did, didn't you knew that on Friday? I mean, it, it just don't happen overnight. I mean, what is this? And and they were shocked. I mean, they <laughs> kind of laughed about it because, I mean, how how to react and, and respond in such situation? Of course, they had to circle back, and um, with with their you know partners and LPs, and came back uh, a week, week and a half after after several dialogues and follow ups, and they were also like. Can you just postpone operation? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, and uh, and decided to uh, to to pull the term sheets because, you know, all of a sudden I was no longer an asset; I was a liability, and they looked at it completely from a risk perspective. And that's, I mean, that's 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 when you learn that. Well, that's that's the first time where where you really. Uh, I, I wasn't angry at cancer, but at that day I was really angry at cancer uh, and, and the entire situation because cancer took away that $10 million investment from me. How did you feel towards them as well? Was there like no hard feelings, understood it was a business decision or where, were you a little bit like, guys, you, you, you know, where's the, the human kind of touch here? They they were they were uh, they were uh, they were respectful. They were human. They uh, they also checked in uh, afterwards. I mean, how are you doing? From a business perspective, I, I completely uh, I completely understand their their decision. Uh, it's just I mean raising raising capital and and working with VCs, and working with investors. I mean it's just business. 
Uh, it's not personal. It's just business. I mean, it, it is what it is. I completely understand their risk analysis. Uh, so from a risk perspective, I mean, I, I couldn't do like a, 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 a key man insurance or, or anything like that because that 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 was just impossible. Uh, so so I, I completely understand. But at that that moment in time, you know, having to really fight for your life and then at the same time also, I mean, jeopardizing your company because i mean we were burning of course more than than we uh that we made that was part of the plan we were we were doubling we were growing we were scaling uh so we needed to to fuel the engine uh so so now we have to you know fight for your life uh and two uh parallel tracks that was just surreal and so and so the most important battle was obviously as you said you, using your words you had to fight for your life you had to have an operation how much time did you have off the business? How did you feel about that? I, I know, uh, I think from other entrepreneurs, uh, even myself, like, you, you know, when you've been sick, that you feel you worry about how the business can cope without you, right? Because you, you, you're the founder, you're the key man uh, or woman or person. Um, uh, yeah, what were your feelings like? How much time off? And, and how did the business cope without you? It's a, it's a it's a great question and, and really relevant question. Then there's a lot of learnings uh, there. Um, and just to answer perhaps the question you asked before, I mean, how was treatment? I mean, I spent uh, then I spent uh, eight nine months going through uh, uh, chemo and, and and radiation, and then uh, and then came out uh, as a as a new human on, on the other end. But then have to figure out, I mean, who am I and and rebuild myself because I was uh, I was really struggling. My I mean my my uh, my 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 conditions were really bad the first um, month or so after I, I finished treatment. My wife had to uh, you know put put on my clothes because I couldn't take on my socks and my shoes my, my myself. Um, the first six weeks after, or the first six weeks in uh, in in chemo was terrible. Honestly, I can't remember that much about it because it was just a full pull. Uh, the treatment there was like a, I mean it's a, it's a. <laughs> It's a, a full pull. It's a it's a last chance. Uh, they they give you like the big treatment and then uh, cross your fingers, right? So really, I can't remember that much for, for those uh, at, in, in the, from those uh, six weeks. I was mostly spending them at home or at, at hospital. Uh, and and after that, I I had a new scan and 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 um, scannings and findings were good because we could see that that uh, that the tumors were uh, were. Uh, were slowly uh, getting smaller, and the the treatment was working. So so the uh, the chemo treatment could be uh, put down at a more uh, human level. At least that's what I thought, uh, or that's what I was told. Uh, to uh, to to I mean that was more like friendly to me and more human. Uh, so I decided, of course, to to get back into the big business, and and really that was my coping mechanism. That was my way to survive. I really had a hard time looking at the mirror and accepting that I was being a cancer patient because I spent 10 years on building this character of being an entrepreneur and a superhero. I mean, that's what entrepreneur do, entrepreneurs does. You build this character around yourself, right? And everybody talks about founder branding, etc. I was the founder of Ask Cody. That was my identity. I couldn't be anything else. And all of a sudden, I looked into the mirror and I just saw this guy that I couldn't recognize. I didn't know who that guy was. And I really wanted to be an entrepreneur because I fought so hard to make that that my character and my identity right so my coping mechanism was to really escape from being a cancer patient i i couldn't um i couldn't connect with being a cancer patient i i didn't want to go to you know sessions with other cancer patients to talk with them i i couldn't identify as that 
so I had to go into the business to to you know feel myself and 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 be me. Um, so that was definitely a coping mechanism to escape from cancer. Uh, the consequence of that was that I spent uh, all my 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 uh, uh, you know all my resources on on trying to be someone I couldn't be. Meaning I uh, I also got lost there because I spent all my resources wrongly, so I couldn't um, couldn't recover, and that actually ended up being close to to be the end of it because I spent all my my uh, my uh, uh, waking time on, on trying to be an entrepreneur. I couldn't be, so I was being no one for nobody, and especially uh, being nobody for for myself, uh, which I should have been. Um, so I um, I spent. Uh, every uh, one week in treatment, and then uh, and then one week uh, trying to work, really just being a ghost. Um, everyone here was super friendly and kind and helpful, and uh, you know, it was it was so uh, it was so um, overwhelming. I mean, literally all all my uh, all all the colleagues here. I mean, shaved the, themselves, so so we we had the same haircut. Uh, everyone was was uh, being bald at 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 that time. Um, of course, it gave uh, uh, an enormous uh, support uh, to me and my family. But I spent the, the my 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 resources wrongly. Um, doing that for a couple of months, I mean, things just got worse and worse. And as I said, as I said, I, I was being a ghost. I should have uh, just stayed at bed. Uh, I didn't, so I ended up uh, running out of fuel and resources, which in the end caused that I had to spend a couple of weeks at hospital uh, trying to recover from spending my my resources uh, wrong, um, and then then completely pulled the plug. So I had in the end, I think two three months being completely off the grid with uh, no phone, no email, no text, no social media, no nothing. Uh, my wife took care of uh, of my phone uh, and and texted my yeah my network and friends that uh, we hope you make it but uh, don't don't call him we call you. Did your wife give you any updates during that time? Say the business is still going, uh, Alan. You know it's still. Well, did, did at that point where you're like I, I don't care and like yeah what what, what was your mind? Honestly, I didn't care. I mean, I could only focus on one thing, and that was, you know, make it to uh, to another day. Um, my wife is in the business as well. She's been with Ask Cody for for eight eight years. So of course, we talk a lot about Ask Cody at home as well. But at, but at that time, it it didn't matter. I mean, it it was it was it was purely survival mode. What what was the what what was the impact then of you you know during your recovery period back to full health? The time of work. How, how did that impact work? Like in in any negative or positive way? It it impacted in in, in many different diff, different ways. And the thing is that I mean, COVID is just around the corner here. You know, in this in this storyline here, <clears throat> at the at that time uh, when I was um, when I was being diagnosed and going through treatment. <clears throat> um, of course, we 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 needed to uh, we needed to uh, to raise money to continue the growth. I mean, the growth were there. We were still on the same trajectory, despite me being uh, being at the bench for for a time. Uh, so we had to fuel that. And uh, as I mentioned, we had we have great investors and, and partners. So so um, so they backed us, especially the Danish Growth Fund. I mean, uh, we we called them for a meeting, told that hey, we uh, we um, we lost this day round on the finish line. We don't think now is 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 the time to go out and start a new fundraiser. I mean, the, the founders is out. So so now is definitely not the good time. And they were like, hey, you go recover. 
we take care of the business. I mean, it, this, this is on us. We figure out something. And, and those two guys there, I mean, I, I, I owe them everything uh, for, for that move. That was uh, amazing to feel their support to, uh, for, for them supporting the, the business financially at that time. And, and the thing where, I mean, we, I think we hired 25 people uh, in, in, in that time when I was being off and not here, being a ghost. And people were doing amazing to to keep like uh, the growth. Uh, my my brother uh, Stefan, who is also yeah the co-founder of the company, um, took over some of my responsibilities. Uh, Karen, our CEO at that time, took on others, and those two um, just worked tirelessly throughout this period to uh, to continue growing, scaling, recruiting, onboarding, um, working with uh, investors, the board, etc. That they they were amazing to to take care of. Of, of the business and we we did well I mean we continued a growth rate of around 80 percent during that time uh, over that time uh, when, when I was uh, when I was out uh, so so uh, so I mean on on positive that we, we continued negatively um, you know it's hard to be in a ship with no captain uh, it can go on for so long but at some point, you need direction. You need guidance. You need someone to take the long-term decisions or to look into the horizon. Uh, a company at that stage needs a founder, like the founder, not a hired C-level or something, but the founder. I mean, what is this company about? What is the vision? Where are we going? You know, take the hard decisions. Uh, inspire, uh, set the mood, uh, work with culture, etc. So it can only go on for so long. And there's no doubt that 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 we i mean we also took a hit uh after that time you know scaling hiring heavily but but with but 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 in a survival mode because i mean the company were in a survival mode because i had to survive right so, so i mean they was also they were also fighting my fight uh that 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 ended up being a struggle of course that 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 i was out for yeah almost a year you, you mentioned something um, earlier um, around key man insurance when we were talking about the uh, the, the term sheet from the the, uh, the original kind of investor that um, was offering the ten million term sheet. Now, uh, I don't, was it the case that you didn't have? Or first of all, what is key man insurance for for the listeners? Did you have it at that time? Do you have it now? I mean, I mean, I I I, I have it as a part of you know the the. The, the shareholders agreement and 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 the um the 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 agreement we have with our current investors so so yes there are key man insurance uh, on me but at that time I couldn't go out to create a new one and I'm I'm, I'm quite sure that if I go out to an insurance company today and ask for a key man insurance they will say nope <laughs> uh, because there's just too big a risk and and, and yeah for the listeners as part of of not not signing the term sheets or the LOI initially, but finalizing and closing the deal. Often the key man insurance is a part of it because, you know, the investors invest in the founder, at least at that stage, because it's the founder who drives the business, right? Uh, so, so that's just uh, that's just a part of of the final uh, of, of time closing agreement that there needs to be an insurance of the key man if something happened, a key man event happened. But, but I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, provide such uh, insurance uh, at that time uh, and I think that was also part of the yeah, risk mitigation risk analysis that that they did what does this journey you know surviving cancer mean to you now your perspective on life you know and how you lead ask Cody that is a big question and it means uh, I mean there's a there's a there's a lot to it there's a lot of a lot of meat on that bone um, 
I started, I, I mean, I've already, I, I've always invested heavily in myself and I worked on myself. I, my, Karen, our, our former CEO and, and now an advisor to the company is a philosopher and, 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 and she really worked a lot with, with me on, I mean, who am I? Uh, how, how, how do I do things? Uh, so I already always invested in, in myself and, 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 and having that as a foundation going into ca- ca- this, this thing was, was really, uh, helpful, uh, in terms of, of having the tools to, to survive also mentally when, when things got hard and, and afterwards, um, I mean, it's a cliche to say it changed me because in many ways it has, but it also in many ways it, 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 it hasn't. Um, I'm definitely a better, better, better leader. Uh, I'm a better, uh, hopefully a father, a husband, person to myself. I try to take care of myself in, in, in more ways. I know that I have uh, limitations. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a superhero. Uh, I've run out of Superman juice. Uh, um, I think most importantly, as I also mentioned in the beginning, it's not about the plan. It's about what you do when you get punched in the face. And I think that's perhaps the biggest learning that, you know, no one, no one knows tomorrow. No one can promise to know tomorrow. No one knows what happens. So, I mean, let's take tomorrow as it is. Let's, I mean, we wake up in the morning and that, that we see, uh, face it as it is. Um, I think that's the most important uh, important thing that I've learned that I try to include in as many aspects as possible. Uh, uh, despite us trying to to make structures around everything and, and really plan for the future, I mean, it's it is just guessing. Uh, and I think the most important thing how to how you react when you face it, uh, and then uh, and then how you meet the different the different challenges uh, when when they are there. Um, I, I think I think that's 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 definitely one of the most important thing, but also just enjoying life. I mean, we are here so shortly. Uh, I mean, no one knows what happens tomorrow. You can fall in love, or you can win the lottery. You can get a big customer. A big customer can churn, or you can get cancer. I mean, so many things can happen tomorrow that we should really force ourselves to ensure that we get enough out of this moment right now. Uh, not just you know party like hell but also I mean spend time with the with the people you love I mean it's ridiculous that you have to you know balance on the edge to learn these things but I spent New Year's Eve going into 2020 on the hospital with uh, antibiotics in one arm and and chemo in another arm and I couldn't I couldn't put off put on socks uh, on myself and I, I and I and I lied there all alone with my family being at home, and I can guarantee the one thing you don't miss is your big fancy watch or your big fancy car or your big fancy house or any other thing. You miss being yourself. I mean, you miss your good health, and you miss the people you love. And if you have those two things, I mean, your good health, and you have the people you love, you have great relations with you know people you trust, and you surround yourself with people that you have confidence in, that that you love, and that you have a meaningful relationship with then you are a rich man. And I think that's the most important thing in, in all this that, you know, we, we, uh, we work so hard and we, we, we fight so hard to achieve something that manifests in, in something, you know, like a watch or fancy glasses or a fancy car or that, uh, that nice holiday or something, uh, you know, to put the photo on Instagram. But when, when, when you're really struggling and you're really on the edge, it doesn't mean a thing. I mean, what, what, what means 
what is important is that you have your good health and and that you have meaningful relations and 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 i try to remember myself uh that on a daily basis uh because having having those two things you have it all and then it's uh then then that's a, that's a good foundation to build upon i appreciate so much that you know sharing the story and your resilience and um obviously surviving and how uh you know you're now back in the in the seat ask cody and growing this business and you know with ambition and um all of these things and i think obviously it's a very poignant conversation and, and uh, story that you just kind of shared i think it's not <coughs> uh <coughs> sorry not appropriate perhaps to to go into the quick fire round now it, it doesn't seem like the the, the best uh, kind of segue and i i think it's probably um you know apt that uh, this is a, a good kind of a, you know ending point for uh, for the podcast. Um, uh, I, I mean, a couple of sort of like just quick things uh, <clears throat> there. And I, actually, even though I know that you're a member of the Sasper Founder membership, but I think also it doesn't feel like <laughs> necessarily sort of like appropriate to uh, uh, to, to ask. It's fine. I mean, we can talk about everything. I mean, I, I I like to share because I mean it is part of me now. That's also part of my story. So, uh, well, I, I guess I mean, this is how we first connected, right? Um, so we, 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 we had a call. You um, were looking to join the, the Sassel founder membership. You've been a member like maybe for a year now or something like that, but like, um, like let us know. Yeah. Why did you, why did you want to join? Why, why did you join? Uh, you know, how has it been? Uh, first of all, it's, it's been amazing to get to, to know, uh, you know, uh, that there are people like me out there that that you know fight the same fights and struggle uh, like like I and we do. Um, it is super lonely to be a a, a founder in a SaaS company, um, and it's so much more fun to learn and grow and share together with like-minded people that that you know also wake up every morning and are super ambitious to really build something meaningful and great. Uh, to to connect with such peers and to learn from them and to get inspiration from them. That's just uh, super inspirational. Um, it's been amazing. We have a great founder circle. I get to know you and and, and your team, and it's uh, it's it's really uh, it's really inspirational. And and I think the most important thing I also shared that with you. It's real people. I mean, there's so much good content out there on the internet on how to build a billion dollar company and how to build a unicorn. But it's like I mean, those are the outliers. I mean, those are the 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 the, the special ones. There's so many like me who are just, I mean, average Joes in building a SaaS company. We are happy if we can get to 25% year-over-year growth, if we can get to five, if we can get to 10. And it's so nice to meet, I mean, other real people that, you know, are the same stage to to adjust, I mean, really fight to get the next million dollar in AR, to find the next customer, to stay profitable, to find that next uh, replacement of a key hire, etc. Um yeah, having those uh, really like-minded, real genuine people close to you is just uh, super valuable. Well, thanks for sharing, and we we really appreciate that you're you know one of our great uh, founder members uh, at the Sassel Founder Membership. Um, Alan, it's conscious of time here. Like for those that have listened to this podcast, want to reach out to you, um, say maybe they're going through issues themselves, whether it's health or not, but or they just want to reach out to you based on listening to the story. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, always welcome to reach out on email or LinkedIn or uh, yeah other social media. My uh, Instagram and Facebook are pretty uh, yeah private stuff, but uh, reach out on uh, on LinkedIn or uh, email or uh, WhatsApp or whatever. I'm uh, happy to help uh, both uh, others that are you know trying to build and scale a SaaS company, but also uh, that might struggle with more uh, personal things.
Well, Alan uh, Merck, uh, founder of uh, Ask Cody, thank you so much for joining the SaaS Revolution show today and sharing uh, your story with, uh, with our listeners. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS conferences around the world. Want exclusive SaaS content and actionable insights to grow your SaaS? Join our community of over 36,000 SaaS founders at sasdoc.com.